I don't think you saw it yet, right? I, I'm going to try to see it this weekend. You know how oh I am. Oh, my God. Dude, you yes. know how I am about crowd, crowded theaters. I hate it. I, I, I want to go, when I want to go see a movie in a theater, I want to enjoy the movie. The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 5. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about men never changing, Japan being hashtag throwback Thursday, and sandwiches. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Alright, Anton, what do you want to start off this week? Uh, let's go off with some a little bit of food. In California, do we have a good Cuban sandwich place in California? Uh, I think the most legit one would be like Porto's. Portos, okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, what's your take on Cuban sandwiches? They're good. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're kind of basic paninis, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, are you a big fan of uh, the the mustard in there? I could take it or leave it, but I mean, it is good though. It is good. What would you say is the the good factor of a Cuban sandwich? I would say the ham. The ham. So I I noticed that you know in Florida here, we have a lot of Cuban sandwiches everywhere, and for me the ham, yes, I I think the ham is a very important factor of the sandwich. Mm-hmm. But I, I I just think that it's it's a little too salty. What do you think? That's that's what I'm saying. It depends on the sandwich because there are some that kind of taste like basic ham. There's some that are like oh my god, it's really really tender. Has like they chose a really good pork for this. Okay, because the thing here in Florida is um, Cuban sandwiches are everywhere, but it's just it's really hard to find a good, authentic Cuban restaurant that makes it. Because besides Cubans, it's Puerto Ricans that are making these sandwiches. <laughs> so, well, which is a little weird, you well, know. It, it, I don't know if that makes it authentic or not. I know, but it being Florida, I assume that Cuban sandwich places are probably as abundant as taquerias are here in here in the West Coast. Yes, yes, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, in in Miami, there's a lot of really authentic ones, but so far, I've I've eaten at a couple of places that are very very good. I really like the the authentic uh, Cuban places. I've tried some of the um, Puerto Rican places, and I mean, it's really hard to tell if they're Puerto Rican or they're Cuban. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's. I guess it's a Latin thing. Once you're Latin, you have that same color skin. Some might be lighter than the other. It's so hard. Even huh. we we have the same color skin, but some are lighter than the other. <laughs> it's so hard, like because I. I noticed that a lot of uh, Mexicans, some Mexicans from the city, are lighter than yeah. the other, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's a, a, a if it's from the Italian roots or the Spanish roots. Uh the Spanish roots. Yeah. So, any anyways, <laughs> beyond that, I love the sandwiches. There's only one place in in Orlando that I've I've eaten that I felt like is 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 my favorite, and it's this place called Zaza cuban um cafe and the only time i have it is every time i go to the airport 
because I I always go in uh, in the morning early flights. Yeah. And uh, dude, I would say that Cuban coffee is so good. Wait. Oh yeah, that's it's good coffee. But it is so is the place in the airport or just by it? It's inside the airport. It's in uh it's in the uh the terminal that I always go to because I always uh, stop by Philly yeah. for business. And I I always go to that terminal to get breakfast in the morning, and I I would normally get like a, either a Cuban sandwich or a ham and cheese sandwich, and dude, it's freaking delicious. I mean, the the ham is so salty, but the bread makes up for it. Yeah, I would assume that the starches would kind of soak up some of the salt and balance it out. How's the cheese though? All oh, the cheese is uh is very good. I I think they choose like a provolone type of cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it's it kind yeah. of like a semi-dry, melty cheese. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little more tart than the other cheeses, not like the Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but uh, it, it's a great sandwich. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a fancy ham and cheese sandwich, <laughs> but it's still yeah. good though. There are, there are some still that are really good that I would want to try and stuff. So just to sum it all up, I, I guess Cuban sandwiches are good for its crispiness on the outside. And then uh, the cured ham and mustard on the inside. Man, you're all about that mustard, aren't you? It, they put a lot of mustard in, in, in these sandwiches every time I eat them. So, uh. And there, there's this uh, Burger King down the street that always puts too much mustard. So shout out to that Burger King. Wait. Don't put mustard in there. Oh, it's a bad shout out. I'm like, wait, you, just, you were talking smack. I mean shade. Throwing shade to that Burger King. <laughs> Throw, I'm, I'm going to throw some shade to that Burger King down the street. There you go. <laughs> Slow down on the mustard. All right. Well, let's go to the most recent news. Apple. Like, Apple just had their big announcement. Apples? Before, not Apple's. Apple Company. The You know, like the, like the laptops we're recording on right now. Oh, not the fruit. Okay. No, not the fruit. Not Forrest Gump thinking that he bought, you know, stock and fruit company. Instead, he bought stock and computer company. You do remember that scene, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm. it's crazy how people buy the apple fruit company. I mean, I eat apples all the time, but man. Not an exact quote, but all right. <laughs> all right anyways, uh, yeah, this is the time of year where they'll, they'll announce what's coming out for the fall. And sometimes they'll give you a preview of what's coming out for the winter. Mm-hmm. But so the big, the big one this time was the... Apple Home or was it the HomePod, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think this conference is basically for developers who are working on uh, new projects and new product, new software for all the new devices coming out. Right. So I think the the event's called the Worldwide Developers Conference. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's it's kind of give give them a heads up saying this is coming on its way just to give you guys an idea and let people and let the developers start planning what what they would want to do with that technology. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that's one of the best things about Apple that they do every year is they, they let uh, you know developers have a, a quick hands-on and understand, ask questions. So Well, well they all yeah. do, but I believe some companies do it better than others. I think it's it was Samsung like back in the you know, Galaxy, Galaxy 3 where they would let, you know, developers and reporters play with the devices but they were so guarded with them and it kind of you know it it defeated the purpose of having developers play around with it if they were limited to what they can do to it 
Yeah, I I noticed that this year that you know they had Casey Neistat like he basically did that event for Samsung for the Galaxy. But the the most recent one or which one? The most recent one. Yeah, they had it at a uh, a theater in mm-hmm. New York, and it was a bunch of uh, YouTubers and creators, and they were basically trying to promote the phone as a creative platform. Okay, so like that that would be the device to go to. Which yeah. technically isn't that what the the iPhone and iPod are? Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting event though. I mean, they had YouTube creators and they also had like software engineers and stuff that you know um, wanted to work with the device. Yeah, and I, and the other thing they announced that I think it's kind of cool for those that own the Apple TV now you'll be able to stream your Amazon. You'll be able to connect your Amazon Prime subscription to it. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, I guess they had some type of beef between each other because of the um, Amazon Fire and uh, all those other devices that they were, you know, competing against each other. Well, I mean, yeah. for for they, a while, I mean, there was a couple of Apple uh, products that were not sold on the Amazon website. Yeah, they had their little disagreements with, you know, licensing. And at the beginning of when Apple started releasing the Apple TV, you can tell there was a struggle between whether they wanted to make their own content and have their own license, licenses or if they were going to let other platforms on it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Roku was the only one letting other platforms on it. Yeah, I think Roku is probably one of the best devices uh, during its time when it first came out. Because, I mean, all the techies would have it. Because it, it was the go-to box. I mean, uh, other people who didn't have the box would, you know, uh, do XBMC. Just to have their own media center. Well, because mm, er- everything was just so guarded, and Roku was one of the first ones to like say, "Yeah, no, come aboard. Yeah, if you, if you want to stream on our system, go ahead." Even back when we did uh, our old podcast, Beer Nuts, Roku approached us to to see if we wanted to submit our stream through them. Yeah, no, that, that was actually pretty cool of them. I mean, they, I, I guess they were always going for you know that that platform of uh, getting all those unknowns to you know out there. They just yeah, they just wanted content, and they found a good way to present it. And then mm-hmm. the Amazon Fire Stick joined the board, and now I mean, it looks like Apple's finally you know kind of going, kind of relaxing a bit with their, this is our device, this is gonna be our content too. Well, it's our device, but people have other, other cord cutting applications they want to use on yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's a smart thing about Apple though. They 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 kind of you know put things out at the very beginning and try to limit things so they can see the surroundings, to you know know where to attack you know on. On, on getting a, what features on there, you know? Okay, side question before we switch topics. Do you think that Apple has been more lenient or gotten more strict since Steve Jobs passed away? Uh, they have been both, actually. The only reason why I say that is because there's a lot of stuff that's leaked out from uh, Apple. Because I remember when Steve Jobs was working in... Uh, you know, with Apple, everything seems to be more strict and everything was tight. So you can't really tell what's going on. I mean, there was a couple of times where they have small leaks, but mm-hmm. they're not like heavy leaks where, you know, someone has a prototype or anything like that. Because yeah, it's very I, interesting uh, to see that happening now. Apple and Google are two of the companies that have had the best record when it comes to keeping the devices under wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some leaks that come out. But most of the stuff is rumor and hearsay. And I think Google's even gone as far as kind of sneaking in their devices into like a random photograph. 
uh, one of the versions of Google, the Google phone, like now the name of it, Nexus. Nexus, and now it's called the Pixel. Right. So before it became Pixel, the last version of, of the Nexus, the, it made an appearance in one of the Google Photos when they were changing, changing or adding a statue to their campus. Oh, yeah. So if you look carefully, one of the people taking the picture was holding the new Nexus. Whether that was mm. intentional or not, that's, I mean, it's besides the point. But same thing with Apple. Like, rumors come out. People will say, like, oh, it has this, has that. Some of the rumors come to be true, but nobody ever has solid evidence or is 100% right. Yeah, that's true. Well, enough tech stuff. Well, hold on. What? What? We're missing one more thing. Um, so basically, Apple's got this new product coming out too, which is, I think you said it earlier, it was the new Mac Pro. Oh, that's right. The black one? No, oh, no, no, no. The, the circular one. The, 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 the one that looks like a trash can. Oh, no, it's their new speaker, HomePod. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I thought you were talking about the new Mac MacBook Pro that was all... Not MacBook Pro. Mac Pro. No, I'm talking about the trash can looking speaker. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the other device they announced was... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, iMac Pro. Right. It's like a pimped out... It's it, When the people that are into cars, yeah, they, know, I, I don't they really... know it as murdered out. Yeah, I, I think it's it's the Ferrari of computers because it's going to be running on 18 cores. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous because right now, even my computer right here, I'm running an i7 and it's the, the maximum that it has right now is eight cores. Remember back when dual core was the ish? There's oh, two, yeah. There's two cores? Yeah, it, it's so crazy. It, it sounds like, you know, there's there's two chips in there, but now there's 18 chips in there. Oh, man. Yeah. No, technology is getting insane. I can't wait until we get to the quantum level. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, the the home HomePod, uh, I, I think it's a great product. They kind of stepped back to see all the, the whole speaker, um, smart speaker uh, industry where it was going. And then they basically went ahead and took whatever people had and made it better. Be honest. Are you a fan of Siri? I am a fan of Siri. I do think that there's a lot of capabilities that siri can do that's limited right now because i mean there's a lot of stuff that you know that google home can do and there's a lot of stuff that you know uh alexa can do with the uh from amazon Mm -hmm. but i mean they all have their own ups and downs yeah i haven't played with the the alexa that much um Mm -hmm. i really know some people that had the not not the full the like the big tower but that little the dot Amazon Dot. Yeah. yeah. So far, Alexa, I think, is the better one. At the very bottom is Windows' Cortana. I cannot... <laughs> as much as I love Halo and I got so excited when they announced that Cortana would be the assistant, assistant? for Windows. Oh, my God, dude. She's so annoying. And you've heard me on my Xbox. Like, Cortana, cancel. Cortana, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even say anything. I mean, I, no. I had her popping up on the screen saying, okay, searching for Google. And I said, no, I'm trying to talk to Google Home, you know? No, yeah. Uh, Siri Siri isn't as annoying. She just isn't. How can I put it? If I was to search something with her, probably seven out of ten times I'll get it, which is still good. I mean, first world problems. But those other three times just maybe kind of like, ah, I'll just search it myself. I think it's a Southern California accent. Yes, that's it. Racist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, anyways, 
I, I, I saw something about that recently. There was an, a little like chart that someone uh, tried to do different um, accents to see if Siri understands all of them or if Alexa from Amazon understands it or Google Home. And so far, Google Home is the only device that understands pretty much everybody. <laughs> Broken English, that is. No, you, you reminded me of, uh, there's a YouTube video of a guy that, I want to say in either Norway or Germany, uh, he was trying to program his Bluetooth device on a Tesla, mm -hmm. and the Tesla could not understand him. <laughs> I remember that. Sync that phone. Sync <laughs> phone. Nope. <laughs> uh yeah, that's I, I remember seeing that one. That one's hilarious. But anyways, uh, you were saying that we were going to get into another topic? Yeah. Uh, I mean, since we're in another country, let's go into what Japan is going to try to do. Okay. So today, this morning, uh, I think it was this morning. I can't I can't go with dates uh, when, when it's like, you know, uh, on the other side of the world. Maybe so, a day uh, actually, earlier? Technically, oh, technically, it's tomorrow for them. So yeah. I guess it's this morning. I mean, it came out a couple hours ago. So Super Nintendo Land has been announced in Japan. It's already been announced in, in the U.S. at uh, uh, Orlando Universal. But uh, there's actually a whole event that they did. They had a stage with Mario coming out. Real life action Mario. Uh, doing like a, a running through a level on stage. It mm -hmm. was a little weird, but I mean, I guess it worked. And then uh, they, there's the CEO of uh, the Creative at uh, Universal was there. And then Miyamoto came out. Oh, Miyamoto. Miyamoto. And uh, they all announced that, you know, they're going to have Super Nintendo Land uh, opening there. I think it's 2000. I don't know if they set a date yet. I don't. I think they only announced it. Uh, but I... they announced Mario Kart as the main attraction. I got to admit, as much as I'm a Elon Musk fan, Miyamoto just seems like the most chill dude for like head of a company. Yeah, he's actually like, one of the coolest guys to hang out with because I mean he, he he's a down to earth guy. He's, he's like a regular guy that's yeah. into video games. He's a gamer and he, he's a vintage gamer. That's the funny thing about it. Yeah, and I've seen him at E3 before a couple of years ago, and he was just walking around um, trying other people's games. And it's interesting to see a guy that you know you would think that all he plays is you know. Uh, Mario, he actually likes to experience other games. He wants to understand the mechanics of uh, other horror games or action games or anything that is uh, different. Which so. is a smart thing to do. It's, I mean, it's it's market testing to see what's out there and to find out why people like a certain thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true. You were into World of Warcraft. That wasn't my thing. But then again, I never actually got into it. So if I was the head of a gaming company, I would have to try it to try mm -hmm. to like, even if it wasn't my thing, try to understand what it was that was that kept coming people coming back. Yeah. So even and though he does it, no, no go on. go ahead. Even though uh, he doesn't, no, I'm saying so. E even if he wasn't a gamer, he would still do it. But it's just cool that you know he loves what he does and does what he loves. <laughs> so flashing back into uh, 2006, 2000, no, no, 2003 three or four uh during the time when psp first came out uh one of the writers i think game reviewers at ign uh, i can't remember if it was ign or not but uh he was at e3 
Mm-hmm. And he had um, Super Mario bootlegged on the PSP. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, surprisingly, he was at the Nintendo booth and he was just talking to some guys. And he told some of the guys there, oh, hey, have you guys tried, you know, uh, playing Mario on the PSP? And they're like, what? How is that possible? He's like, oh, yeah, they hacked it and everything. And then they went over uh, into one of the rooms and then uh, uh, pulled him into the room. And there was Miyamoto there. And he's like, oh, can, can I try? <laughs> so basically, Miyamoto was playing uh, Mario on a bootleg PSP. It was pretty funny. And again, market research. You kind of want to, even though the Mario games aren't that, I don't say, resource intensive, and Nintendo's always been kind of not as powerful as PlayStation or, or um, Xbox, but the it's because the games don't demand that. Mm-hmm. So to see a basic game, or not basic game, but a game that doesn't require as much resources run on a powerful device like a PSP would be interesting to see how smooth and how the graphics would show. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, during that time, I, th- I guess it was a good thing for you know uh, Miyamoto to understand uh, the mechanics of, of other platforms that are running his uh, um, you know wonderful games. And it's funny that you say that. I think that Nintendo focuses more on the user experience. Yeah. It's they, they care about, you know, people who play their games than, you know, think about what their their specs are, how powerful the machine is. At the end of the day, like their Switch, they didn't really care about how good the graphics are. They care about what the user feels when they play the Switch at home or bring it with them anywhere they go. Yeah, I mean, and you could kind of tell the, the focus of each of the major gaming companies, PlayStation is very, very good at creating a powerful console to run amazing, beautiful games. Mm-hmm. Xbox, the, like even though they're trying to compete with PlayStation when it comes to the hardware, they're mainly trying to become your entertainment system. Mm-hmm. They like they don't want to they don't want to be just a gaming device. They want to be your entertainment experience. Yeah, Nintendo doesn't try to like lie or I mean not lie, but doesn't try to play beyond their their realm. They admit we are a gaming company. We want people to have fun with our devices. Yeah, it's really rare for them to make new IPs nowadays because they have such a strong fan base for what they already have, like Donkey Kong, Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, Animal Crossing, which is one of the newer ones. Mario Pikmin, Brothers. Pikmin, Mario Brothers. I mean, they got all these you know AAA titles that are already embedded with their franchise. So it doesn't matter what they do; they can always do something new with their, their, uh, their characters that they already they they already have. So all that aside, I think you know Universal having Super Nintendo Land is probably one of the coolest things because it focuses on you know the user experience and everyone's just gonna love the park. So side topic or side fact: Have you ever heard the explanation of why like the Mario characters are in so many different versions? Like, are you talking about uh, the different versions of the games, or are you no, talking about the characters? No, like how it's it's a, it's the same characters, but you know, in one game they're friends, like in Mario Kart. In one game they're enemies. In one game they're back to like a campaign mode. Did you ever hear the theory behind that? Oh uh, no, I didn't hear the theory on that. So, and this was back in I want to say Super Mario Brothers three, the squirrel one. Yeah, the squirrel one. <laughs> The Scroll and the Frog one. There was a throwaway line during an interview with Nintendo where they mentioned that the characters of Super Mario Brothers 
are a cast. So they're they're characters, but they're actors playing that character in a different role. Hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. okay. And, yeah, and and the biggest uh, evidence behind that is in Super Mario Three, the opening title screen is like a play. The game loads up, and then the curtain rises, and the characters pop up, and they kind of tie in. You know why some of the some of the backgrounds look kind of cheesy? It's because they're meant to look like a playset. Ah, okay. So I, I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. So it's not Nintendo trying to monopolize on the same characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting when they first started uh, to have these other characters on there. And, you know, the reason why Luigi is the way he is is because they try to make another version of Mario. But if you're having a second player, you can't have the same red color. Mm-hmm. So the, the only color out of the whole 8-bit um, thing that you're only allowed to have on the console and the only one that, that actually, you know, wasn't blending in with everything else is green. So that's the reason uh... why uh, they chose green the way they chose green. It is a darker kind of green because everything else is actually it's a lighter green. So all the yeah, all green. the plants and everything, you know, it, it doesn't blend in. So that's the reason why they chose green. And if you never noticed, to in order for the game to save, like in the original games, in order to save uh, space on memory, they use the same graphics for the bushes that they use for the clouds, just colored mm. differently. Yep, exactly. There there was a lot of design choices when they were making these games because 8-bit was so limited i mean you're only allowed to have so many bits and bytes in the memory because it's insane dude they're like 36k cartridges yeah they're very little that's not even one photo (laughs) so anyways uh since we're going old school now uh let's go into science okay nat geo just released an article earlier this week paleontologists have found a fossil that would push back the human timeline three to 300,000 years ago. And for those of you that aren't familiar with uh, paleontology, originally humans were thought Homo sapiens sapien, what we are now, didn't appear until about 150,000 years ago. Which so, is quite some time. Oh my God. To give some more perspective, ancient Egypt, that was, it was like 7,000 BC. And... Even Mesopotamia, which is the, you know, the the first civilization that has written record, that one was about 10,000 BC. So you're telling me that cavemen were not the oldest, but there's older, older than cavemen? Yeah. And it's not just cavemen, but, you know, us. They're, they're human-shaped. And I thought that was fascinating because for the longest time, uh, anybody that saw ancient aliens and stuff like that, not just the people that believe that in ancient aliens, but other paleontologists we have found ruins in remote locations like tibet in the pacific you know in the pacific in africa of these like kind of stone structures but when they date them they were older than the oldest human fossil we found like uh uh, you're talking about places like shambhala right shambhala or there's one uh gobekli Mm -hmm. tepe yeah, which is those are ancient places, dude. There's so much history that we don't even know what they're all about. Right, and the thing is, like those those areas are so old that there's even controversy if that's even actually a ruin or if it's just a natural formation. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, they were kind of pushing like, no, it's just a it's just a natural formation. Humans were not around at that time to build it, therefore we're just gonna ignore it. We're not gonna take Man. in that data. 
So to it's f- it's really tough during that time. I mean, I, they don't have any electronics, no podcasts, no YouTube. <laughs> it, that, I don't know how they can live. Well, yeah, no, you would not survive. You're a bigger tech geek than I am. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm constantly connected. You you look for connections and create them. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought that was cool. And even ancient, like the ancient literature of Plato wrote about Atlantis, that was dismissed, not just because the whole thing of a super advanced civilization in the, Atlant- in the Atlantic that disappeared, but also because there was no... There was no support for any group of people to have settled and developed a city that massive during the time of Plato. Yeah. Like yeah. all the all the ones we know exist. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm curious to see how that discovery p- starts pushing back certain theories about, you know, mm-hmm. what when when humanity came to place and stuff. Yeah, and realistically, I mean, over those hundred fifty thousand years before uh, what we found out from the very beginning, I mean, I thought they would have had some type of system, you know, because I guess the reason why the human race has, you know, advanced so far is because of all the knowledge that we we kept on, you know, paper, uh, not on paper, but uh, a bunch of other things just to, you know, carry on with new knowledge and information. Right. Some sort of record system. Yeah, I mean, a hundred fifty thousand years is a long time. It is, and the and the funny thing is, if anybody's ever seen what's the show, there was a History Channel special, Life After Humans. I forgot mm-hmm. what it's called, but pretty much it, it's to it's a theory of if one day everybody in the world just disappeared, just humans disappeared, no no war, no atomic blast, nothing like humans just vanished one day how long Mm -hmm. it would take for certain things to happen. So within a hundred years, our skyscrapers would have collapsed Mm. within a thousand years. Almost nothing is left of like, of the stuff we have. Cause the stuff we have now is not meant to last. Well, the way that Trump's running our country, I don't know. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) No. So I I thought that was cool. But again, I'm a big science geek. I'm fascinated yeah. by this kind of stuff. You and your biology and uh, chemistry stuff. And you and your food, which I know there's yeah. one more food thing you want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Hello, guys. They're actually coming to Orlando. So a couple months ago, I, I, I took you uh, in California uh, for lunch to the Halal guys. Mm-hmm. So wh- what do you think about their food? It's good. Um that sauce is no joke though yeah so basically it's halal food um you know the basically lamb uh, actually they don't do lamb they do beef mm-hmm. that was beef yeah so they shave um you know have shavings of beef with uh, pita bread with rice and uh, lettuce and amazing white sauce not that kind amazing. of white sauce but like <laughs> like the food oh my god it is amazing and if you're uh, a big spice guy like i am their hot sauce is amazing you're so lucky i didn't make a spice girls joke there spice girl you said spice guy spice spice guy (laughs) so first time i had it was in new york my uh, it was so cold that day it was probably in the uh 25 degrees celsius wait celsius or fahrenheit are you talking about cold or hot Cold, cold. So Fahrenheit. Yeah, Fahrenheit. <laughs> I don't know if we're in Canada or or uh, or uh, USA. For well, because <laughs> well, thirty five degrees Celsius, I think, would be like hundred degrees here. Or for, yeah, exactly. Degrees Fahrenheit. 
Yeah, so it was like 25 Fahrenheit. It was ridiculously cold. And I was at the Hell Out Guy cart, and uh, I, I couldn't hold the food because I was wearing gloves. So I had to take off my hand, uh, my, my gloves, <laughs> and not take off my hands. That's horrible. Blood everywhere. You and your, atta- yeah, so I was, you and your device attachments. Yeah, I know. And ro- robot hand. I was holding the food, and my hand was freezing, and I was eating that the, the food, and it was probably the best halal food I've ever had in my life because it was so cold. It was so good. I was so hungry, and I think that's the reason why it was it was such a good experience. So yeah, I'm happy for it to come to Orlando. So and I'm sure that hot time. that uh hot is it the, is it the yogurt sauce that's hot or is it a different hot sauce? Oh, uh, it's a uh, red sauce. Yeah, I'm sure that red sauce heated you up really quick too. Oh yeah, I I it really hit the good spot there. <laughs> All right. Well, again, there was a major movie that came out last weekend. Which uh, I saw. I don't think you saw yet, right? I, I'm going to try to see it this weekend. You know how oh I am. Oh, my God. Dude, you yes. know how I am about crowd- crowded theaters. I hate it. I, I, I want to go. When I want to go see a movie in a theater, I want to enjoy the movie. I don't want to go when the crowd's all rowdy. You know, the the hero punches somebody and the crowd claps for some damn reason. That, I like to be, I like to be that crowd, in that crowd. That's what that's I'm saying. Like, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. For me, I like to experience it with other people because, I mean, sometimes uh, there's a lot of those people that, you know, don't get the joke. And then they're like, huh, you know, it, it gives a good experience for other people who don't know, especially uh, when I go with uh, my fiance. You know, like uh, there's a lot of jokes and references with other things that she doesn't know. Uh, and someone laughs or something. Oh, I don't have to like, you know, you're the explainer. Or is she over that? She's she's over that. I mean, after the movie, we'll, we'll talk. But, I mean, not, it's not during the movie. You're like, so. oh, everybody's clapping. because She's like, I don't care. Just want to watch the movie. Explain to me later. <laughs> uh, no, she she actually listens. But anyways, so, Wonder Woman. So what, what did you think about Wonder Woman? I thought they did such a good job with this movie. This is probably uh, Captain America, yeah. the first Avenger. But on steroids. Yes, I, I've had heard that comparison. I haven't heard it before. The movie was still was like finished being filmed because of the storyline. Yeah, I mean the storyline is very similar because it's, it's you know the, the 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 war that they had from like a, a certain period of time. Right. I I think that the way that they portrayed her as a independent woman who is very fierce, very strong, feminist. I I, I think. That gives a very different perspective of these female characters um, in movies nowadays. So props to the director who directed the film. It's actually a woman that directed the movie. And I think uh, Patty Jenkins. Yes. I think she did such an amazing job. Uh, I think the other movie I saw that she did that was phenomenal was uh, Monster. Oh, yeah. With uh, Charlize Theron, such an amazing movie. So was for she, them to choose her, Theron? yeah, yeah. Remember, she gained a lot of weight for the movie, and she looked oh, like a okay, homeless yeah. junkie lady. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, I was I had a confused with another movie. Yeah, uh, so I think you know the the choice for this director on this you know movie is top notch, the best choice they've ever had. 
Okay, so I'm I'm happy that you compared it to a non DC movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people have been like praising it as the best DC movie, and people like our friend Josias from the Comic Syndicate is not impressed. <laughs> really, he's not. No, wow. you you didn't hear him talking about it. He was saying, no, I, I haven't caught up on that yet. Oh uh, yeah, he was saying like, oh, it's the best DC movie. Well, that's not saying much. Uh, <laughs> So I'm happy you compared it to a Marvel movie. And she, Patty has been signed on for the sequel. Which uh, I'm very, very happy that, you know, they, they they know who they need to bring DC forward with. Yeah. So that's and, good. Well, and the other thing, too, is that I'm kind of hearing support to make Patty in charge of other DC movies. Interesting. Not, non-female starring movies and i haven't seen it yet but just that kind of like you know buzz is very interesting to me mm-hmm. uh, so far seeing the trend i mean she's been doing a lot of female uh movies like i said earlier a monster and and uh this one here oh so, uh, and then you reminded me too when you said strong independent woman have you seen that nerdist nerdist presents video where they do like a, a montage of like five different songs but like their parodies for Wonder Woman. Oh no, I have not. I'll... Oh, oh yes, yes I have. <laughs> it's because I'm playing it right now in the background. Yeah. Sounds good. Actually, maybe I'll try to put it in. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put the actual link in the show notes so people can check it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Let's. I have the stats for how the movie compared to other movies. It's opening weekend. So, All right, shoot away. Yeah. So we'll do a little game. Uh, we'll call this movie Face Off. I'll name a movie, and you tell me whether it made it, it whether Wonder Woman made more or less than that movie. Okay. Okay. Which movie made more, Wonder Woman or Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Uh, I'd say Goblet of Fire because it's Harry Potter. Nope, Wonder Woman. Cause wow. Because because it's, it's fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Goblet of Fire. Uh, Godzilla, 2014. Uh, that's Godzilla. The one, that's the one with the uh, what's the name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jake John. No, no, Break, not Breaking Jake Bad. Jones. Um, Aaron. Aaron what Breaking Bad? Oh yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I I think it's Godzilla. Nope. Wow. Ah, Wonder Woman beat him. Oh my god. <laughs> You're doing. I'm terrible, so bad sorry. at this. All right, all right. I'll, I'll throw you an easy one. Spider-Man, the 2002 one, the Tobey Maguire one. That's easy. Spider-Man. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deadpool. Uh, I think Deadpool did really good, but it did. I have a feeling it did. It did do well. It made it okay. made it made 20 million more than One Woman, so. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, for the last one, I'll give you really close close together. Wonder Woman or uh, The Jungle Book? Oh, I'm going to say Wonder Woman because it has a, a more appeal than Jungle Book did. No joke, dude. They were literally like 10,000 away from each other and Jungle Book won. Wow. But it's That's there. A lot out of, yeah, the, out of all time wonder woman it's number 40 for opening weekend wow i'm really surprised that's insane that's i mean for a i think that's the only dc movie too that's uh no wait suicide squad 
No, no, I take that back. What's being referred to as a freshman movie, which is, you know, a hero's first first movie, either, you know, Iron Man, Batman, Superman, or actually Man of Steel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman performs really well. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know if you knew that she was pregnant while she was shooting the movie. Part Parts of it, yeah. She, yeah, parts of the movie. She was pregnant for some of the reshoots. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked about it on Conan, and... Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> Just the way she described it, she was like, "Yeah, you know, I had to be really tough, and like, you know, have that mean face, and the camera start really close, and then they would zoom out, and now I became this tough woman with this really aggressive belly, <laughs> green green belly that is green belly. Yeah, they had to uh, CGI her her baby out. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but, uh, so basically, her 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 baby was." part of the movie it was for some of the scenes and i believe some of the marketing material that she was also pregnant in those yeah i think that's very cool um Um, but all that aside top gun right yep uh this (laughs) i i had i've been meaning to talk about this since episode three and i kept forgetting well forgot episode three and then well they confirmed it with an actual name right that i haven't heard uh i have heard the concept of what they want to do okay but before that i think it's called uh top gun Ah, uh, it, it just surfed it surfaced recently. It's called. Uh, it, they're not putting a number on it. Top Gun Two, even topper. Oh, oh, it's called Top Gun Maverick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. So it has to be three weeks ago now. Uh, Tom Cruise was doing interviews Mummy? on Australia to promote the Mummy, which comes out yep. this weekend. And the host of the show randomly asks, like, yeah, like, oh, are you gonna do another Top Gun movie? Are you gonna consider that? And he goes, yeah. And both the hosts just kind of freeze up going, wait, are you serious? And he goes, well, I wasn't <laughs> going to talk about it, but since you guys asked, yeah, I, I am. I just I just talked to the studio and they they signed me on. Yeah, and it's called Vengeance. I mean, Maverick. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, it's still super early stages. Um, it barely got greenlit. Doubt they even have, I think they, they only have a story, not even a script. And filming probably won't happen until 2018, early 2018. Yeah. So what exactly. you're thinking? Do you think it'll be a, a summer 2019 movie, or do you think it'll be kind of a spring I think or fall? A, uh, it could probably be a winter movie because of. Uh, well, actually, yeah. They, I think it's probably going to be a 2019 summer movie. The only, August. The only reason August. Yeah. The only reason why I say that is because I think this is probably one of those movies where sequels are always during the summer true partially and, partially okay yeah. and for our listeners that aren't big movie buffs anton and i have seen a pattern when we're playing our summer movie draft game um if you're not familiar with it go to our show notes for episode one uh give a brief explanation of what it is so during the summer everybody knows the summer is the time of the year where the big blockbusters come out all the superheroes all the anim- major animation disney comes out but even though august is in summer that's typically when the leftover movies kind of get tossed in. So it will still get some audience because it's, you know, there's, it's some, August, still summer. But around late August, early September, that's when people go back to school. They come back from vacation or they take a last minute vacation. And movies don't get a lot of attention. Like Usually week, week one is the last round of good movies for the summer and the rest are just kind of throwaways. So you ha- have you heard what the story is supposed to be? Nope. So originally, the, it, for those that forgot how Top Gun ended, Tom Cruise 
proved he could be all he could be, which is different branch of the military, <laughs> in the Top Gun school. He became the top student in the in the graduating class, and because he was the top the Top Gun, he got to choose whatever assignment he wanted, and he chose to be a Top Gun instructor, which only Top Gun um, winners are allowed to do. Oh, you're talking about the movie. The movie, yeah. Oh, not, okay. Not, I thought you're uh, not actually Tom talking Cruise. about Tom Cruise himself. No. I mean, no, no. he is a real pilot himself. He can fly. Is he? Uh, yeah, he can fly a helicopter. He can do upside down helicopter. He Who? can fly uh, a plane. Can he He's fly? A good pilot. Can he fly better than Harrison Ford? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get where you're going there. Uh, I don't know. And for those that don't know, Harrison Ford crashed one of his planes over here in Orange County. I think like he didn't the, crash. He 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 uh, landed when where he wasn't supposed to. No, he he crashed. He, he, well, first time he crashed on a golf course. Oh, okay. Second time, yeah, you're right. He landed in the wrong runway. He landed on the runway where like the big airlines land. Yeah, and it was the plane was literally right under him when he was landing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. And he was like, "Was that plane supposed to be there?" Yes. Yeah. All right. So. That was the that was the end of the first one. My first thought was that the story was gonna be, you know, him at the top kind of school, new class kind of thing, new perspective of the just just modern jets with modern war. The story that's coming out now is that the movie is gonna take place with Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, trying to deal with the new technology coming out. So, you know, unmanned airplanes, uh, drones. AI, and that's where it kind of gets me worried. Wait, they already set a story? That's the initial story that Tom Cruise is saying that they're in talks to right now. That worries me. Uh, really? He, he actually said that? Yeah. I, I thought he, he, he tried to not talk about that. All he said from what I saw so far was that there's just going to be jets in the movie and uh, lots of action. Uh, I'll, I'll try to find the article if I find out. Put but it there. that's that just sounds like the stealth movie. Thank you. That came yes, out. and that's yeah. what worries me because stealth sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it had Jessica such... Biel, Jessica Biel, Jamie Foxx, and I forgot who the third pilot was. It yeah. wasn't. It was. Uh, it wasn't Ryan, right? I can't remember now. It was all I remember was it was one of the first Blu-ray movies that ever came oh, out. That's true. You're right. Yeah, and I was so excited when the movie came out. I'm like, oh my god, stealth. It's about AI airplanes. My butt. You watch it; it sucked. <laughs> and talk I, about. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, and I, I was saying that's what has me scared for Top Gun too. But I mean, only time will tell. So we're gonna have to wait and see uh, when the movie comes out. Yep, um, we're kind of running long on time. Do you want to talk about any other things before we we sign off? Uh, just real quick. I mean, uh, who, whoever's in the area uh, in in Orlando. Uh, we were just talking about you know high tech and everything. It was high tech during its time, but uh, Disney Quest is closing its doors on July third. So if you're in the area, go ahead and stop by, and uh, you know just experience it before it closes uh, at least once in your lifetime, because it it actually feels really cool to be there. It's part of history, so part of the Disney history. Yeah. I- do you want to explain to people what it, what it is? Just a quick... It's a giant Dave & Buster's where you can play all the games you want for free. And you can play all day long. 
and Which... it has a lot of old experiences too old technology that's outdated but i mean it's kind of cool to we, check we, out we had so much fun with that pinball machine oh yeah we were there for like at least three hours that being said it was a little depressing that we were there on a was like a friday or saturday mm-hmm. and it was dead dude oh yeah it, it's always been dead a- anyways so i mean we'll, we'll talk more about it on the next episode okay uh, just letting people know that it's closing soon so got to check it out before it closes uh we'll talk more about it next time on the next episode yeah and uh how about you tell people how to prevent us from closing anton okay you can go on our website at www.the2oc.com and you can go to the very bottom and click on buy us a beer and you can help us support uh our show that way or you can also uh, buy some t-shirts and stickers hopefully we have some other merchandise in the future please help us out another way to support us too is every episode in our show notes i add some amazon links to the bottom of the show notes uh typically they're items that we either reference in passing or actually talk about directly check it out please yeah. amazon stuff yeah check it out doesn't cost you anything extra we get a little kickback from it good way to support us for no extra charge to you and also, we want to make this a two-way conversation, so please contact us through email at email at the2oc.com, or you can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the2oc on each of those platforms. Good? Yep, I think that's it. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duan. Have a good night. Later. <laughs>